title of my message is After the Cross, Part 2. It's still After the Cross, right? We're going to go to John chapter 3. And I'm going to read more than verse 17. I was up in my office reading and praying this morning, and I'm, I'm going to get a little carried away. So, you ready? Why don't you stand with me as we read this? John 3, start at verse 16. Gotta make sure I'm ready to go here too. Let's see. I uh, man, I I got caught up in just the rehearsal of praise and worship. I forgot to get mic'd up and everything. And there we go. All right, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19, this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they, may, that they have been done in God. Your Heavenly Father, as we go through your word today, I pray, Father, that you just encourage us, and that, Lord, even as Delanda already said, God, that every chain would be broken today, God, that we would not leave here in any bondage, but we'd walk out of here in freedom today. We'd not leave here in condemnation, Father God, but we'd walk out in the perfect love of God. So, Father, we glorify you, we exalt you, we thank you for this time in your presence. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. What a beautiful day we're having today. Isn't it so nice out there? It's, um, I know that we... we I went fishing one day, we went whale watching one day. It was just a beautiful week, and I believe it's getting ready for this spring to come into summer, and it's just going to be great. We're in Southern California, I've seen people still battling snow, and here we are, we got sunshine and just beautiful days, amen, and I'm counting on beautiful days ahead, amen. Well, as, as on Easter, we talked about, you know, the love of God. I want to spend a few minutes about that today. The Bible is not a fairy tale, amen? It is not a fairy tale, but it's a truth, and God's love delivers us from all fear. Everybody say, all fear. fear. It's gone in the name of Jesus, amen? It's gone when you get into the love of God. And today I want to reiterate that love to you today, because that love is so powerful. It is so awesome. It is incredible, the love that God has for you. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. God loves you. When it says, for God so loved the world, that is a very, very powerful statement. Because it's, it's not the, the, the dirt under this building. It's you are the world. God so loved you, Rainy. Amen? God so loved you. You can put your name in there. God so loved Ron King. Amen? So let, let's start with this love today. Let's begin right here. Love. Unconditional love. Love by choice and by an act of the will. The word denotes unconquerable benevolence and undefeatable goodwill. 
and it will never seek anything but the highest good for fellow mankind. Okay? This is how God loves us, and this is the love that he wants us to have for who? Each other. That we love this way. Um, it does not need a chemistry and an affinity or a feeling. You know, I've had people come to me, well, I just don't feel like I'm in love with him or her anymore. So what? Go home and suck it up. Right? Figure it out. Because what does God hate? Divorce. You read that in Malachi. So he hates it. You've been divorced and you're redeemed. Amen. Praise God. You know, but today, from this day forward, you've got to figure it out. You got to figure out how to stay in that love. You, you don't. It's, remember, it's not about chemistry, about the affinity, about feeling. Oh, I don't feel like I love you anymore. So what? Change. Forty years. <laughs> you know when I do when I do premarital counseling, I ask couples, "What are you going to do when the love runs out?" They're like, "What?" I said, "Trust me, you're going to run on empty sometime." How many of you ever run on empty? Got a couple of honest people in here. (laughs) Because I know Delon and I, we've run on empty a few times. And then we got to figure it out. We got to have the talk. She's got to sit me down and tell me, hey, listen, buddy. That's where we go to the start's always there. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) hon. She's laughing, really. (laughs) But love, this kind of love, this kind of love is powerful. It is powerful, amen? Talk about breaking every chain. You know, when we approach each other with this kind of love in our hearts, it'll break every chain that that tries to get in between us. It'll break every wall down that tries to get in between us. When we start loving unconditionally, you say, yeah, pastor, man, sometimes he's a jerk, but I love him. Right, Victoria? <laughs> She's laughing back there. I always remind Tim of when he tried to take that fish hook out of my finger. It still hurts. <laughs> but he loved me and he wanted to get that hook out of my finger. He pulled with all his strength. <sighs> but love is powerful. Agape love is powerful. That's when you tear down the walls. And you know what? God gives it to you. God shows it to you. And then it's up to you what you do with it. How you handle it. How you respond to it. How you're going to react to people around you. Amen. And, and it's all based on God in us. If you're, born again, if you're a born again Christian, how many of you are born again Christian? Let me see. I mean, really raise your hand. I need to see hands because I don't want to have to do an altar call at the end if I don't have to. You're born again. You're born again. Amen. You're all born again. Okay, we won't do an altar call on that today because you're all born again. Now, listen, if everybody's born again, you're not doing your job. You need to get the lost in here. I've been preaching salvation messages the last couple of weeks, and everybody's looking at me like, yeah, we know that one. Somebody should just throw me a bone and raise their hand. I'm going to get saved today. I feel such joy this morning. (laughs) 
But if you're a born-again Christian, sold out to God, you can love this way. You can love people unconditionally. You might be able to, you might tell, see, I'm honest with people. I'm, I don't, not everybody likes it. Hey, I don't like you right now, but I love you. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell anybody that. I don't like what you're doing, but I still love you. People say, why, you know, I walk the food line out there on Saturdays many times. People are like, man, why do you do this? Oh, we love you with the Lord, love of God. We love you with the love of God. And they're like, wow, this is awesome. Because, you know, I mean, we're feeding. I don't know what the count was yesterday, but the week before it was 110. The week before it was 103. The week before it was 101. Families fed. Gloria's back there. Gloria, it's so good to see you this morning. That lady works. Yeah, amen. She works so hard. She picks up food. She's been going six days a week, and now we're going to relieve her so that she only goes four days a week. But listen, love doesn't need chemistry. Amen? It doesn't need a feeling. Love, when you have the love of God, it's not based on any of that. It's based on God. Amen? And so it, 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 this is what it means. You can't get a divorce because you're not in love with your mate anymore. I didn't hear one amen. <laughs> you're all stunned, like, I can't. <laughs> You can't, okay? Because if, if you have the love of God in you, you can't get a divorce because you can figure it out. You can say, you can tug on him. I need a little help today. Fill me with a little bit more today. That's all you got to do. Fill me up, Lord. If you're sold out to Jesus, you can't get a divorce. You're going to figure out how the love of God can flow through you, how you can get it in you, how you can work to, to love, to show love, to be loved. Amen. The kind of love is what makes it evident that you're a child of God. The kind of love that you move in is where the evidence comes in that you're a child of God. It makes it evident how you love. If it's not evident, maybe you're faking when you're not walking with God the way he's designed for you, you could just be faking it. Maybe you're faking it till you make it, but you got to keep moving forward, amen? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, and, and Paul had heard about their love for all the saints. And Paul's goal was to pray for them to continue in their love for all the saints. And that's what he said, I, Paul, pray, you know, and that's what he did. He prayed that they would continue to love one another. Because as you probably already know, loving everybody is hard. And loving everybody the way that God loves you is hard. You know, the great thing about it, Charlie, is God doesn't give us what we deserve right now. Because we're under that grace. You know, but don't take that for granted because when you read the Bible, Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the Holy Spirit, so God struck them dead. And that's in the New Testament. That's not Old Testament. That's New Testament. So don't think that nothing can happen to you because you're under this law of grace right now because um, maybe that was the most gracious thing that God could do for them was to take them out. Maybe that was the most gracious thing God could do for the body of Christ was take them out. Because they right out lied when they didn't have to. I remember one time I was doing premarital counseling. I always start off premarital counseling like this. Hey, listen, 
if you're sleeping together, stop. I said, God, God showed me a long time ago about sex before marriage. He said, he asked me, do you know what the seven-year itch is? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I know. He goes, do you know why it happens? I'm like, no. He said, sex before marriage. I'm like, really? And he said, people think that getting married takes care of it. I said, wow, okay. And he says, getting married doesn't take care of sin. He said, the only thing that takes care of sin is repentance. So people need to repent before, if they've had sex, before they get married. Otherwise, they get married with the devil in their marriage. And he goes along for the ride, and then between six and eight years, he wakes up and goes, hey, I don't love you anymore. Or, you know, she says, I can't stand to look at your face. It just starts happening in that six to eight year mark. And I'm not kidding. Every couple that I've counseled between six and eight years, I say, oh, you had sex before marriage. And they're like, who told you? (laughs) The Lord did. And this this is, I'm telling you. And people think, well, we got married. It's like, no, you didn't repent though. So I always start off premarital counseling with that story right there. And I said, if you repent, your first night will be like, the most beautiful night of your life. And most people are okay with that. I've had a few people not really like that, not come back to me, not talk to me again. But, you, you know, there, there's, there's that evidence that we're Jesus followers because it, our sin does affect us. It will catch up to us, amen? So, as you're going forward with the Lord, when we walk in hatred to others, then the love of God may not be in you. How many of you love everybody? You know, <laughs> I got you on that one, huh? <laughs> like, I'm going to love everybody no matter what today. <laughs> because the, the love of God may not be in us if, we're, if we have people we hate. Now, how many of you had anybody ever do something wrong to you? How are you with them today? Now, I've had people do things wrong to me, Scott, and I don't necessarily walk hand in hand with them, but I I do try and love them, you know, to the best of the God in me. So that I'm not not affected when they come along. I don't go, I say, hey, how you doing? You know, it doesn't affect me. You know, because I'm not only forgiving, but I'm filled with the love of God, amen? And that's where God wants us to go. And, And the reason I started today with love is I want us as the body of Christ to learn to base everything off of that first. The love of God. God loves you. God loves you. Let that be your foundation. God loves you, amen? All built upon Jesus Christ. But the foundation is that Jesus loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave to you so that you would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That's the foundation of it all. It's all built on love. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your life, you got to have that foundation in your life, Karen, that God loves you. That's got to be set in stone. I, I always... 
tell Delonda, I said, hey, I said, I got two rules for you, honey. I said, she doesn't like my rules, by the way. <laughs> Tim, settle down back there. <laughs> He's like, this guy's jumping off today, man. <sighs> but I tell Delonda, I got two rules for you. Rule number one, I never, ever mean to offend you. Never. Rule number two, when I do offend you, go back to rule number one. <laughs> she always tells me, that's so convenient for you. <laughs> but it's the same thing with God. You know, when you feel like you're, you're not being loved by God, shake that off and go back to rule number one, the foundation. God loves me. God loves me. I'm just stuck. God loves me. And, and stick with that. It's your foundation, and you build from there, amen? What the enemy has planned to, when the enemy has planned to rob you and overthrow that love of God that God has for you, shake it off. That's my, that's my foundation. That's where I stand. That's where I walk. That's where I live. On the foundation that God loves me. God loves you. Tell your neighbor, God loves me. That, I mean, John 3.16, the most known scripture in all the world. For God so loved Roberta. Amen. God so loved Lillian and Tess. Barbara. You got to get all the sisters in there so I don't mess up. You know. In Romans 8.28, it says this. We know all things. Everybody say all. All, all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, know, knowing this in my heart, as I follow after Jesus and walk according to his purposes for my life, when the enemy comes at me, I work from the foundation of the love of God in me. Amen? And so with that love of God in me, I can see what the enemy's planning to do. And I can stand on that foundation and know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm not going to be defeated. I know I'm not going to get knocked off my spot on the foundation that Jesus loves me. Amen? Now, how many of you know the enemy's a liar? Yeah. He's a big-time liar. He'll lie and make up things about you to God. He'll accuse you to God. <laughs> when I first came to the Lord and I started praying, and I started praying for Delanda... I would tell God everything about Delonda that was bugging me. Good, thank you. I'll, I'll say it your ways. That way I don't get in trouble. <laughs> I would pray to God for Delonda of everything that was bugging me. And God told me one day, he said, you know, you don't need the devil in your marriage. And I said, why is that? He goes, you do a good job on your own. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you accuse your wife to me. I'm like, I started, because I was rolling through, Carol, what was going on in my head, how I would pray for her, how I would tell God, could you fix this, or could you change that, you know, that's what I would do, and God said, you accuse her to me, I said, God, how should I pray for Delana, he says, you should bless her, you should bless her all the time, you should just love on her, you should pray for the love of God to just pour in her through her, you should pray for the strength, you should pray that I bless her overflowing and abundantly, and I'm like, okay, 
And so that's how I started praying for Delonda. I don't, you know, I don't pray, uh, uh, I don't accuse her to God anymore because I don't want to be the devil. Because you have an enemy that goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen? That's what the word declares. And so if the devil's seeking whom he may devour, he'll look for an open door to get you. So that he can cause you to stumble. That he can cause you to get off your spot on the foundation of the love of God. And you know the devil, he'll remind God of things that you've done in the past. And he'll not only remind God, he'll remind you. He'll keep reminding you of things done in your past and, and try and get you to buy into that. You know, and you, you can say, oh, no, I'm free from that devil. And then he, but he just doesn't let up. And pretty, he keeps hammering you, hammering you, hammering you. And you're like, oh, man. And then that weight starts getting on you. And you're like, oh, man. Man, I'm just such a sinner, you know. I, I just, no, you're not. You're a child of God. He loves you. And that's where you got to get to. That's got to be your foundation. God And the devil, he'll even use people around you to remind you of your past. So the enemy will use your past to, A, hold you back from your freedom. He'll always remind you of your accident, Karen, to keep you from being free, to keep you from being pain-free. He's always going to remind you. And he'll use people around you to remind you of your past so that you can't move forward. And he'll always be... He'll, he'll remind you of your past to keep you from fulfilling God's plan for you. Because I believe this. God has a plan for every single one of us. Every single one of us. I don't care if you're, if you're 15, 20, 80, 90, 100 years old. God's got a plan. I talked yesterday. I said, yeah, when, when I retire, and Mark looked at me and said, pastors never get to retire. Oh, like, yeah. That's what, see, Delonda, I, told, I said, that's what Delonda tells me all the time. <laughs> God's got a plan. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter your condition. You can do something for the Lord. I see Dave and Roberta here. Man, Dave, Roberta's prepared snacks for you afterwards. You can have snacks and coffee. Amen. <laughs> Make sure you stop by. Don't leave her stuff to take home, okay? <laughs> and then see, the enemy will use your past to keep you from reaching your full potential in Christ Jesus. He's always going to bring up your past. Well, you know, do you remember when you did this as a kid? Do you remember how you did this? Do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you've done? Do you remember how you acted? Do you remember what, you know, oh, he just, he'll remind you of the things that you didn't do that maybe you thought you should have done, you know, and he'll try to bring it up to hold you back. And ultimately, D, he wants to keep you from receiving all that God has for you, all of his promises. He wants to make you feel not good enough to receive God's promise. I remember this one, one person was getting ready to have this surgery and stuff. And I'm praying. I'm like, and, I, and we're doing altar calls for healing and stuff. But he wouldn't come. I said, I went back to him. I said, well, brother, why don't you come? He goes, well, you know, I just figured there's other people need it. I'm like, well, God is big enough to touch you too. He can touch us all at the same time. And, you know, I think sometimes we just get that attitude. Well, maybe I don't deserve it. I, you know, and we just walk away from it. We don't get the promises. Romans 8.1 tells us now, there is, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. Amen? There is no condemnation when you're walking in the Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, the enemy can't condemn you. Amen? He's got nothing on you. 
He might be able to lie. He might be able to do this. But all God sees is Delilah's walking in the spirit. She's great. I don't know. See what you're talking about. But the devil wants to condemn you. And condemnation means this. It means to separate, to decide, examine, question, select, choose, resolve, make an opinion, determine, decide favorably or unfavorably to pronounce judgment. This is what the word condemnation means. So there's, there's no judgment on those that are in Christ Jesus by walking in the Spirit. There's no judgment. Everybody say no judgment. When you're walking in the Spirit. Now, what happens when you stop walking in the Spirit? You open the door. You open a door. This is a wonderful promise to us. There's no condemnation. But there's another word that comes alongside condemnation, and that's conviction. How many of you know what conviction is? How many know I'm going to tell you? <laughs> Mark eleven twenty two. 22, it says, so Jesus answered him and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith. Everybody say faith. faith. That is persuasion, credence, moral conviction. Moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God or a religious teacher. So a moral conviction from the truth, amen, from the truth or from a religious teacher especially reliance upon Christ for salvation, abstractly constancy in such a profession. Okay, so our faith in Jesus through the Holy Spirit brings a moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God or a religious teacher. Now I looked it up in the dictionary definition of conviction and there's four things here I'll read. Three. It says, number one, the act or process of finding a person guilty of a crime, especially in a court of law. Conviction. Okay, that's, that's not the one we're talking about. 2A is a strong persuasion or belief. How many of you have a strong persuasion or belief? Amen. The state of being convinced. And then three is the act of convincing a person of error or of compelling the admission of a truth. The state of being convinced of error or compelled to admit the truth. The Holy Spirit comes to us to bring us <laughs> to bring conviction on us so that we're convinced of the truth and we can admit the truth. John 16, 8 through 12, it says this. It says, when he has come, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. And we saw that when, at the beginning in John chapter 3. You know, when you don't believe in God, you've already condemned yourself. The people out there, they're condemning themselves. God's not condemning them. When you don't believe, you know, you've heard and you don't believe, it's on you. He says, so, and then of righteousness, because I go to my father and you'll see me no more. Of judgment, because the rule of this world has been judged. So he convicts, convicts us of sin. 
He convicts us of righteousness and he convicts us of judgment. So as the people of God walk in the spirit, if we are sinning, the Holy Spirit will bring conviction on you so that you don't fall into condemnation, so that you don't fall into separation or judgment. See, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction on you. You need to respond to that conviction and you need to repent of that sin so that you don't fall away or separate from the body of Christ. I see it all the time. It's like, oh, I wonder what's going on in their lives. They just stop coming. Not responding to conviction. Not responding when, when you're feeling that conviction. You need to repent of this. And you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's like when Delana called everybody to the front. She was calling everybody to the front today. And it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not condemning you for not coming, but if you did, but I wonder, is there, is there something that God is convicting you about that you don't, you just want to just stay back from? Just say, well, I'm good. I'll be all right. The Holy Spirit will use the word of God to bring correction to us. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, I was reading those this morning or last night or something. I think I even posted it this morning. He'll use the word of God so we don't get separated from the body. See, because that condemnation will separate us from the body. If we, if we don't respond to the conviction, it will turn to condemnation. Because you'll stop being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And pretty soon you won't hear his voice. Not because he's not speaking, it's because you've tuned out. How many of you ever tune out sometimes to your kids or to your parents or, you know, <laughs> mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> that drives you nuts, huh? But unresolved conviction will bring hardness of heart. And hardness of heart brings death, spiritual death. That's why we need to be attentive to the Holy Spirit when he brings the conviction to us so that we can take advantage of the grace and the love of God, our foundation stone, amen, and repent so that we stay in right standing with God. Getting married doesn't take care of it. Only repentance takes care of sin. If we stay on the foundation that God loves us, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to that place of freedom in Christ. Amen? So that we're, we do not condemn ourselves by our actions and the enemy's got nothing to condemn us on. Amen? But we have to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. James 4.4, 4, it says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's a strong statement right there. And I know that's not where I want to go, amen? That's where you, I know you don't want to go. So Delon even said it. She says, we, we come in here, we get that conviction, we say, we cry, and we go out and we do it again. You know, that was me. I mean, the day that I came back to the Lord, you know, and I asked him to take away my smoke and my drink and my foul mouth, I got out, I got out of church, I got up, I got in my car, I got around the corner, and I lit a cigarette. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And the next day, I, I got up to go to work, and I always carried a carton of cigarettes with me because I smoked a lot. I mean, whatever I do, I do to the extreme. <laughs> I love Jesus to the extreme. Amen. So I'm driving in a, 
And I go to reach for a pack of cigarettes under my seat, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. See, and this, this right here was a, a, it was a deciding factor for me. He said, you don't have to do that anymore. You've been set free. I'm like, I started crying. Got to work, threw out all my cigarettes in the trash bin. I went in and I shared with every man in that shop what happened to me. I just told him, this is what God did for me yesterday. I'm going to walk it out. I'm like, wow. I mean, I was crying. I worked in a machine shop, a bunch of rough guys. I didn't care, man. I told them all about, all about Jesus. The guy I worked for was a pastor. When I told him, it scared him. He didn't want to talk about God with me no, no more. I'm like, what's, what's the matter? I don't think he'd ever seen a transformation happen like that. And I think it scared him. But I know that God is no respecter of persons. He did it for me. He'll do it for anybody. Amen? That's his plan. So God has provided everything for us that we need so that we don't fall into condemnation. It only takes this. A little human agreement with God. Where we begin to agree with God. When we start agreeing with God for our lives on that foundation that he loves us and when he's asking us to do certain things it's for your benefit it may be a little difficult in the moment but God will bring you through it amen so that human agreement to walk in the love and freedom that God has extended towards us that all the condemnation would be broken and that there'd be no hold on us from the enemy no hold. So, receive the love. Pay attention to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And be free from condemnation. I'm telling you, if you walk in condemnation long enough, you'll stop showing up. That's a scary thing. It's a scary place to be. But if you follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you'll stay on that stone, the foundation stone of God's love for your life. Let's pray. Oh, hallelujah, Father. We glorify you. We exalt you, God. You are great and mighty, God. You're all powerful. You're all knowing. You're all seeing, God. You know what we've been going through. You know the challenges in this room, God. And I believe that's why you had Delana come up today. Lord, that every chain would be broken, broken, broken in the name of Jesus. That there be no holds on us today in Jesus' name. But Father, that today that you would just encourage us of the foundation stone of your love for us. That you first loved us. For God, you so loved us. That you gave Jesus to pay the price for all of our sins and sickness and disease, God. We thank you so much for that. And Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive us, God, where we've not followed the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You'd forgive us today. And Lord, if that's caused a, a stone in our heart, that you'd remove it today. 
Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, there's been something that's been convicting in me that I just haven't dealt with yet. And I want God to forgive me today and I want to move as the Holy Spirit's telling me. If that's you today, just raise your hand and wave at me. I just want to pray for you. Amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. 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 Father, you see all these hands going up. And I pray today, God, that, Lord, that we move back onto that foundation stone of what you've done for us. That today, God, you bring freedom to each one of us. Lord, that it be supernatural what happens, God. Hallelujah. And that, Lord, we'd make the hard move when we need to make the hard move, God. And, Lord, that your conviction, Holy Spirit, would just speak volumes to us today. That we'd not be like a dog and return to, the, to it when we get out of this building. But, Lord, that today we leave it. We'd leave it. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to ask you to stand with me. for We're not done yet, but stand with me if you would for a minute. Maybe you just need to leave something at the altar today. I want you to just come and just walk past. Just walk past. I'm not going to do anything. But if you've got something, you know you just need to leave here, just come and leave it right now. Leave it right now. And you're not picking it up. You can just drop it off and we'll just leave it right here. Amen. You can just drop it and walk in the name of Jesus. Don't hold on to it any longer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it be done, Lord. Let it be done. We just leave it here today, God. We just surrender it all to Jesus. All to Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it just flow, God. Your love, your love just touch our hearts today, God. Father, your love just fill us overflowing and abundantly, Father. Let it rain down on us, God. Let us rain down on us. Let your love just fill our hearts and our minds, God. That, Lord, that we're never going to be the same again, Father. We're not picking it up when we leave, God. We're not going back as a dog would to their junk or to their vomit. We're not going back to it, God. We're leaving it here that every chain is being broken in the name of Jesus. That we're leaving it here free in Jesus' name. We glorify you, God. We exalt you, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated.